Hello again, everyone. I'm Matt Lachlan. Welcome to Pirates Talk. Happy New Year to all. May 2022 be filled with great joy and great health. To say that Lauren Park Lane's success came out of nowhere is exaggerating the facts. After all, she was a four-time All-State selection and the 2019 Delaware Player of the Year. But there's no question that few, if any, women's college basketball observers saw her quick ascension to becoming one of the elite players in the country. She was a preseason All-Big East selection and is on the watch list for this season's Nancy Lieberman Award, which goes to the best point guard in the country. But as you'll hear in this episode of Pirates Talk, she's fearless, determined, and she has an eye for opportunity. I spoke with the 5'6 junior guard the day before Seton Hall's most recent game against Villanova, who rallied in the fourth quarter to defeat the Pirates, ending Seton Hall's two-game winning streak and dropping them to 0-2 in the Big East. Lauren Park Lane, thank you so very, very much for joining me on Pirates Talk. It's an honor to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, as I said, it is my pleasure. Uh, you join me as the team has made its way uh, to play Villanova. You're down in Philadelphia or just outside Philadelphia as we record this. And so we just want to set that as a bit of a timestamp for those who are listening. So before we talk about this year and the the path that you've taken while at Seton Hall to become among the very best in the Big East, what was the path that got you to Seton Hall? Why did you choose to become a Pirate? Um, so I used to live in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, so it's about two hours away from Seton Hall. And, you know, I wanted to be close to home, but not that close. Um, so I felt like two hours was the perfect, you know, time. Also, like the team, when I came on my visit, the team was amazing. They were all so nice to me. Um, they made it already feel like a family and I didn't even, you know, commit yet. And I also love the coaching staff. Um, so a combination of the area, the coaches, and also my teammates, uh, they made it a pretty easy decision for me. As you mentioned, you were at the time living in Delaware. I know that the family has moved and we can discuss the impact that that's had on your improvement as a player and the work that a, a summer in Fort Worth did for your game. But when you say you love the visit, can you pull the curtain back a little bit on what goes on in a visit and you know what? makes you love one place over another is it simply personality of future teammates and the coaching staff is it a vibe you get when you come on the campus what's it all about um so when I came on my visit the first thing well of course I met the team and you know they were great uh then we went on like a tour of like the campus and stuff you know we did the little photo shoot like the the normal stuff but I think what really did it is you know a select few of the girls on the on the team at the time um coach b um coach falk my mom my brother and i you know we all went into the city and uh we went out to dinner and i think we did we did like an activity in the city and that's when i really got to you know talk and like connect with the girls that were on the team at the time you know i think that i didn't get to do that at any other schools like you know just have time specifically just with the girls um it's all it was always like with the coaches and everything so I got to ask them personal questions you know that I maybe wouldn't feel comfortable um asking in front of the coaches and stuff um and they gave me the answers they weren't trying to like mess with me or anything they gave me straightforward answers you know um so 
I think I just fell in love with that. And then like the location, they take me into New York City, you know, I probably had already, I've probably been there twice before I went to um, Seton Hall. So I fell in love with just that. And then so that adds on to like the location of the school, you know, being so close to the city somewhere like maybe after basketball, that's where I see myself, you know, after basketball, New York City. So um, having that right down the street from me and like, I don't know, it, it, I just fell in love with it as soon as I got here. And really, I wanted to commit, but my mom didn't let me. So she wanted you to check some other schools out or think about it. <laughs> yeah, she was. She wanted me to think about it more. Well, you know, it's a very important decision and you want to make sure you take some of the emotion out of it. Uh, how long did it take after you went back? Did you visit any other schools after that? How long did it take before you finally said, hey, Ma, I've taken the emotion out. There's some time between the visit and my decision. That's where I want to go. I think it took me about two weeks. I visited two other schools in between that time. One was like a local school, like right down the street. So that was really, um, it didn't take that long. And then after after I finished all both of my visits, I sat down with my parents and I was like, yeah, you know, my mind hasn't changed since I stepped foot on Seton Hall's campus. So I want to go there. And they were like, okay. And and the rest, as they say, is history. What if you don't mind sharing? And I understand if if you don't. But what were some of those questions that a teammate can answer, or a potential future teammate can answer, that you may not want to ask in front of a coach because you'll get a different response, perhaps, or a different perspective at any rate. Um. So really, it's just like simple questions. Because, like, um, how do you actually like the coaches? You know, people that goes a lot. Because I know a lot of kids right now who um talk to uh coaches in the recruiting process and then they get to the school and it's like a completely different person so I wanted to make sure like there was no conflict in that I wanted to make sure that these people coach B Falk um Jose um coach Black, they were all genuine people and I wanted to make sure you know it wasn't any like you know they say one thing and then it, it'd be another thing when I get there. And that, that was like some of the stuff that I want to feel comfortable saying in front of them, of course, because, you know, I want to know my future teammates opinion on the coaches if I decide to come here. So it was just simple questions like that. I think that was like just more questions about coaches, the mm-hmm. coaches that I was asking them. Well, very important questions. Obviously the answers met with your approval, but I say that they're important questions because you're right. I think there are athletes who get caught up in whatever. Uh, they wanted to go to a certain school since they became good enough to think about accepting a scholarship, or they're attracted because the coach has a certain persona or aura, what, whatever it might be. And then you get there, and you've made the commitment, and it ain't what you thought it was going to be like, and that can be a very exactly. difficult time. So uh, kudos to you for for making sure you had everything laid out and understood before you made that commitment. So before we talk about Seton Hall, uh, and how you grew up in Delaware, as you said, is it Hawkins, Hawkinson? How do you pronounce that town? I'm I'm actually from Wilmington, Delaware. I went to high school in Hokesson. Hokesson. Okay. Hey, people get some Jersey names wrong. So I apologize for all all the Delaware (laughs) listeners. Hokesson and you're from Wilmington. Okay. So you went to the Sanford school. You didn't just go to the Sanford school. Uh, You were five times an all-conference selection there. So I guess you pl- you're you allowed to play as an eighth grader in Delaware. Is that correct? Yes, yes. New York State has something similar. And not only did you become a five-time all-conference player, but you hit the shot. So I want to take you back to 
2019. This, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. The state championship game against, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Caravel? Caravel, yeah. All right, I got that one right. So yeah. <laughs> that's one for me. So it's a tied game. Time's winding down. You hit this little teardrop bucket. Tell me about it. Um. Oh, my gosh. I, get, I still remember that like it happened literally yesterday. I was in that game, and I, I was completely out of it. I don't know what happened to me before the game or what ha- – I don't know. But my – I was just – I think – I don't know if it was nerves because, you know, that was my first – that wasn't my first time playing in a state championship game, but that was like my last chance to get the state championship because I, you know, been playing in Delaware for five years and, you know – I was short a couple of years, and then I think my freshman year, we made it to the championship, but we ended up losing. So this was like all or nothing. So I was in that game, and I'm just like in a daze, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's too close because when before when we played Caravel, we won by like 30 points. So I'm like, this game is way too close, and it's like I was blaming myself. It was all because of me. I'm not in it. Like, what's going on? So I just tried to stay in the game, you know, just do what I could do. But lucky for me, I have I had a great teammate. I had great teammates, but you know, my best friend, her name's Allie. She plays for Towson. She had she I think she had like a double double. She had like 20 points, like 15 rebounds. So like she she came to play and my I had a shooter, her name was Olivia Tucker. Um she also came to play. I think she had like 20 something too. But we got down to the end. And I was just like, he, he, my coach set up this whole play and I was like, no, forget that. Like, I don't know what he's talking about. So I was like, I told my friend, I was like, Allie, just come set a screen for me. And like, let me just do, do something with that. And I came off the screen and they didn't guard me the right way. And I put that shot up and it was, it went so high up in the air. And I'm like, (laughs) oh my gosh, like this might not go in. It, it went right it went it straight in. I don't think it touched the rim it went straight in and I was like thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so I knew after that I they, it was nothing they could do at that point like, it was over I don't care what anybody says the game was over after I made that shot and I was like thank you thank you thank you and my teammates were like we don't care like we were like they were like we don't care you made that shot like don't matter how you played for the whole game, you know, the season was great and we ended up winning and that was like the best day of my entire life. 51-49 the final score <laughs> as you win a state championship and your shot. So what's that pressure like? Like, hey, give me the ball. I'm going to do something with this. You set a screen for me. I'm going to make something happen, but it all rides. I guess you knew it was going to go to overtime at worst, but there's still a lot of pressure. What's that like? I know, and it's crazy cuz I felt that pressure the whole game, but it's at the end He's drawn, my coach is drawing up plays for everything else. And I'm like, no, like, this is, I got to do this. Like, I I got this. That's what I told him. Like, I got this right now. I got this. I haven't been in this game the whole time. But trust me, I'm going to make the right decision. Just put the ball in my hands. And he trusted me. And, you know, like, that was the right decision. I made the shot. And, you know, I just had to play. I guess I had to play through the pressure because at the end, I didn't I didn't feel pressured at the, at, when I shot that shot. I was like, you know, I practice this every day, so I'm going to make this. Winning. Yeah, well, exactly. Game. (laughs) (laughs) Championship. And and you can never take that away from me or your teammates. And so what a great feeling 
that yeah. was and obviously still is for you. So, okay, so now it's on to Seton Hall. What was the transition like from you from being a standout in high school to now you're coming to this very competitive program, Big East team that has high hopes, and now right from the get-go, you start, you play in every game, you start every game, but what was the transition like that freshman year? Um, Really? Well, it just goes back to, like, asking questions about the coaches. Um, with me, I do like a lot of research on like basketball and stuff. Cause like, I love basketball. So coming in freshman year, I'm looking at like seeing Hall's roster and I'm like, they don't have a point guard. Like there's no point guard on the team. Like there's no older point guard, nothing. So I'm like, at this point, I'm like, so it's either going to have to be me or the other person that they had brought in at the time. So I was going nuts like that summer. Like I was like working out every day with my friends, working out. So I'm like, I love to play. Like, I love playing basketball. And I know if I, you know, didn't get the opportunity to play my freshman year, I would have been devastated, you know. So I made sure I worked so hard and, like, made sure I was in shape because that's, like, the biggest thing, you know. The pace of play in college is a lot different from high school. So making sure I could keep up um, with the older girls at the because we had a very like older team that year so making sure I could keep up with them running wise and then because I already knew like I wasn't coming in to be like a star like I wasn't about to score 30 points a game my freshman year I was coming in to really just run the team and get all my like I was playing with juniors seniors like that was a starting line of uh, juniors seniors and grad students so I was my job was to put them in positions to score and stuff. So I just made sure, like, I had that mindset the whole time, like, over the summer and coming in the freshman year, like, I'm not about to be the it girl on this team, and that has to be okay. And I think, you know, that was the um, that was the transition that I went through the most, like, trying to um, transition my mind to being, like, the number one player on the team um, at Sanford and then going to Seam Hall and being, like, the – I don't know, fifth option. That, that is a big transition. It's not easy to accept that kind of a role. That, was it difficult for you to make that acceptance, that transition, or did you just know, like, listen, this is what it's going to be. My time will come. Yeah, that was really it. My time will come. You know, I like winning, like, more than anything. So if we're winning and they're scoring 50 points a game, like, and I have zero, like, I don't really care as long as we're winning the games. Did you notice that things changed a little bit after that first year? You now established yourself. As I said, you started all the games. You started all 31 games. And then now your sophomore year, people are going to pay a little bit more attention to you. You wind up handling it well because you were voted the most improved player and also made all Big East as a sophomore. But did you notice that people were approaching you a little differently on the opposition? Um, I think I didn't notice. I will. I didn't think that I was going to be, you know, that player, especially not my sophomore year, maybe junior. Like, I didn't think that coming into this season, it would be me, you know, because like, I really, well, I did recognize it in the summer. That's when I started like working out more like in Texas. I recognized that like all of our scores had gone, like they were gone. So I'm like, you know, someone has to score points. So I might as well, you know, try to up it a little bit, but I didn't, I didn't realize how much attention I would draw. I was, I was going to draw last season. I had no clue that was coming. 
I, I love the the story that you're building here. First off, you do your research to come to Seton Hall. Then you say, wait a minute, they, they don't really have a point guard. So I've got a chance here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to grab the, the race there. And then you go, you know what? They don't, they don't really have a lot of scoring necessarily, or it could be me. So uh, are you, have you always been a planner? Yes. Yes. A big planner. I'm a, I'm a huge planner. And when, because it's kind of like, that's one of my problems now is like when things don't go as they're planned, I, I kind of like lose it, but you know, when everything's in like, I, I have to plan everything out. I'm a big planner. You're right. Well, it sounds like it. And it's worked. To, <laughs> it, it's worked to your favor. That's for sure. So since there's been frustration, there's frustration when you've got a plan and it doesn't necessarily work out, or at least it's not working out. And you've got to kind of bend it so that it does. Uh, and mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, you're playing in this very competitive league. And as you said, you really like to win. What was it like at the beginning of this season? Seton Hall was picked to finish third in the Big East behind UConn and DePaul. And while Big East play has just started, you've already played the one game against UConn and you'll play Villanova, uh, as we mentioned at the beginning. But, you know, there are a few more losses than I think you probably anticipated here early in the season. So how did you handle all that? I think it's just being patient. I like this was something that I definitely struggled with in the beginning of the season, for sure. You know, realizing that we have three or maybe four new people and new, new, um, Cartesia Dean, she's new as in like, I get, she was here last year, but she didn't have the chance to play. So, you know, we have three people coming from different places they don't know our system. They don't know our plays. They're trying to get adjusted to everything. You know, they've come from completely different systems. You know, they're not used to, like, running the way we do. You know, you you, you have to be patient and be patient with them as they're trying to figure everything out. And you have to be patient with, like, the whole team. So it's like, you want, I, we couldn't. We don't, I, we wanted things to just be like they were the year before, like, we're running, everybody's getting touches, you know, but it's not like that because it's a completely different team with completely different players. So, you know, I think we're all getting better with it, you know, every day being patient and we've looked really good in practice um, this whole week. Um, We could tell like we're, we have more chemistry than we had like in our first games. And that's what, I think that's what's making us better is like we we're playing with each other um, we're getting to know each other's games more, uh, knowing when to give someone the ball, knowing when someone's comfortable. And like that all takes time. And I think, you know, when you you look back at like the beginning of the season, we, we weren't playing as well as we are now. So patience is really like the key word here. It, it is. And we all need to learn it because it's a long way to the NCAA tournament and you want to get there right away. And I get it. I understand that everybody wants that success right out of the box, but it always doesn't happen. So you've won, the team's won two straight getting ready for Mm -hmm. Villanova. And as you mentioned, a a great week of practice. Uh, Do you feel now? So then the, the, the corner has been turned. Yes, I, I believe, I think the corner has been turned, you know, the lineup is right. We have everybody back. Well, COVID of course, but we have everyone back. Um, and like Falk, you Falk told me this the other day, like 
we've never, except for this week, we've never all played together. You know, someone's always had an injury. Someone was out because of COVID. You know, it's always been something. So now that we're all back together, you know, figuring each other out, figuring out what to do, you know, playing with each other every single day. Um, I feel like the corner has definitely been turned, and I'm actually really excited for the remainder of the season. Well, that's awesome. I know that's uh, music to Seton Hall Pirate basketball fans. Uh, last year, I remember watching a game. I, I said to um, Matt Sweeney, who is the sports information director, that's an old school mm-hmm. term, media relations director is the more modern term, uh, for the women's basketball team, that, that I've been meaning to get out to a game at Walsh. I, I've not seen the team in person, and I want to do that. But my point is I have seen the team play because games are televised. And I, I remember tuning in to watch the UConn game last year. It was just about a year ago, in fact, that yeah. the game took place. And I'm not going to lie. I, I knew what Coach had. I, I knew Seton Hall, but I wanted to see Paige Becker's play, right? So here comes mm-hmm. this heralded, heralded player, freshman, into the UConn program. And quite frankly, she lived up to her billing. But you were the player who stood out. And you were the one who gained a ton of publicity and recognition off of your performance that night at Walsh, though in a losing effort when you had 29 points and you were the dominant player out there. What did that do for you? What did that mean to you? And how did you handle all the accolades that suddenly came flooding your way? Yeah, um, so that game... I don't even know. Like, <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain because I, like, if you ask me, I, I could never, I would never tell you that I could do that. Like, from my journey coming up, like, I've always been overlooked in basketball and stuff um, because of my height. Um, so being able to go out there against, I don't know if they were the number one team in the country, but, you know, it's UConn at the end of the day, like, they're always a great team, you know, they have a great coach. Um, so going out there and being able to do that against them really showed me like I could really do this against anybody. Like it doesn't matter who it is. Like I could go out and I can play this way against anyone. It doesn't matter if it's South Carolina. It don't matter who it is. I can do this every single night. And I think that just, they put me, like, it gave me more confidence in myself because, like, like I said, I've always been overlooked. Even though in my head, I'm like, I'm just as good as these girls. But, like, you know, I see as a coach now because, like, I'm mature. I understand, like, you have to, you have, as a coach, you can't just take chances, um, especially when it, it's your job at the end, like, to win games. So you're not taking a lot of chances. You're going with, like, the safe bet. But, you know, just doing that and then being in that game, you know, handling all the publicity I got, I'm not even going to lie, coming into this season, I was very, like, the first game we played Mount St. Mary's, I was so nervous. First of all, I've never seen Walsh that packed on opening night. You know, that's a shout-out to our fans for coming out. You know, they said, like, the season ticket numbers have went up by so much this year. Um, But... The first game we played, I was so nervous because, you know, after you do stuff like that, you have like a season um, the way that I did. I was I was like, I can't be anything less than that. You know, I don't want to be I can't because if I am, then like I feel I must feel like a fraud almost. 
but I came out in that game. I let my nerves settle down, and I, you know, and that was I let my nerves settle down. And I just played, and I like Coach B told me like you don't have you don't have anything else to prove. You proved everything. That's why you got these accolades that you got. You proved what you can do. You don't have anything else to prove to anybody. So just go out there and play. And you know, once I started doing that, you know, my nerves. I didn't have any more nerves after that conversation. So it's been a smooth ride since then. It must have been fun, though, even though it was in a loss, with all the focus on UConn for you to, for you to say, "Hey, by the way, we're here to play too." And uh, right, yeah, because isn't that what isn't that what players and teams do? Like, you know, if you're if you know that you're going to be overmatched, like if if, if you're going to play tennis and you're going to play, uh, and you're just an average guy and you're going to play. Novak Djokovic you go you're gonna like if I play him a hundred times I might lose 98 or 99 but today I might beat him and isn't that what athletics is about today yeah. is what counts let me show exactly. what I can do today exactly and and you showed it that time so that helped put you on the Lieberman watch list for those who don't know the great Hall of Fame basketball player Nancy Lieberman has an award named after her uh and it goes to a uh, point guard uh, who shows the floor leadership, playmaking, and ball handling skills that personified Nancy Lieberman during her career. That's a special honor. Uh, you obviously are pleased by that. What was your reaction when you heard that you were put on the list? I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> I screamed. Uh, my, I remember my coach, my trainer from back home, he texted me, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's, there's like no... There's no way that I'm actually on this list because this is a like I follow it like I follow basketball so I know about it for like as long as it's been out I've known about it so the fact that I was on there um to begin like and not even like because I know they add they use like they sometimes add people to it like depending on how their season goes I wasn't expect like <laughs> sir I was not expecting to be on it. So when I saw it, I was so happy. And I like I was literally screaming. Like I caught they don't call my best friends. I forget. I called somebody. I'm like, oh my gosh, can you can you believe this? Like I'm actually on this list right now. And I just remembered I, I was so happy for the remainder of the day. Like I was just on cloud nine. Yeah, and well, your your play has been very good this year. You're averaging more points than you did last year, though it's just a, a slight increase, still more. Your assists are up, and we hope that you continue that path and not only will you be on the list, but uh, you will be highly considered uh, for winning that award because that would be an incredible feather in in your cap. Uh, what what are you studying at Seton Hall? You said you hope to be in New York City when this basketball thing is all said and done. What do you want to do? Um, to be honest, I'm I'm a criminology major. Um, I haven't really put much thought into what I want to do. Definitely something after basketball. Definitely something including basketball, maybe coaching. Um, but I just know that I want to live in New York City. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start there and we'll see where the, where the road takes us, right? Right. That's exactly. for sure. Uh, you mentioned the fact that you're, you're not the tallest player on the basketball court. You're listed at 5'6", and you know maybe, maybe that's a, an inch generous. I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, but has that always been something you think that has held you back in the minds of others and – did it help? Has it helped propel you to say, I'm going to show you? Yes. I think it's definitely held me back in other people's minds. Um, at some points, you know, 
early in my basketball life, you know, when I was younger, it held me back too. Cause I, I, I definitely struggled with like confidence and stuff coming up, especially I was always on like good teams with like really good players that were like six footers. So they were getting all the, all the offers, everything. And I'm like, dang, like I'm just as good as you, like why not me, you know? But then I started to realize cause my height, so once I got here at Seen Hall, I was like, you know what? I'm going to show everyone that it doesn't matter how tall you are, how it doesn't matter. Like none of that stuff matters. You know, I'm going to still outplay you. I have more heart than you. I'm gonna, and I'm going to show you that every single night that I step foot on the court. And you do that night in and night out. Last few questions, and I'll let you go. And I appreciate the time that you've shared with me and, uh, by extension, the audience. Uh, you, you, your family moved. Your dad, I guess, had a job transfer. And so Delaware is no longer your home. Texas is. And I read some story where that move helped you because you were able to train harder. I don't want to put, or differently, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What was the move uh, about in terms of how it helped you? Um, so I moved during like the beginning of the pandemic. Me and my family moved to Fort Worth, Texas. And at the time, I was so devastated because I'm like, why are you guys moving me? Like, all my friends, like, this is nobody could go to school. So all my friends were home. They were all, everyone was home from college. Like, I was like, why are we moving? This is, like, the best time to be home because, like, I get to see all my friends that I never get to see because of, like, you know, school and stuff. So, you know, I, I, I was, I was really sad. I tried to convince my parents not to let us move and, you know, that didn't work. So, we (laughs) but but you tried, you gave it the best effort. Yeah. I had to give it a try. So we got out there. And so I didn't have, I don't have, I didn't have any friends out there at the time. Uh, So I'm sorry, this is between your freshman and the, your freshman year is the one that ended abruptly 2020, right? Okay. So it's between freshman and sophomore year. Okay. Yes. So I, I didn't have any, I didn't know anyone out there. Um, so I get on Instagram one day and I'm just like, okay, I can at least try to play basketball out here if I have nothing else to do. So I get on and I like find this, um, my trainer, his name's Coach Zach. Um, so I DM him and he's like, okay, come by the gym. Uh, and so I go to the gym and I walk in and I don't know if you know who this is, Satu Sabli. She played for Oregon. Now she's on the Dallas wing. Okay. I, I, I can't say I do. That's my bad, but okay. Yeah. So she's in there. And then there's um, Lauren Cox is in there. She plays for the um, Fever. And she played for Baylor at the time. So I walk in. And these are, like, famous people to me. Because, like, I'm, like, I watch, like, I'm just a basketball fanatic. So I'm, I walk in and I'm, like, oh, my God. So the first thing I do, I text my mom, like, mom, these people are in here. Like, this is insane. So, and from there, like, I, I was like, you know, I have to train with this guy because he's training with pros. I pray, dream, all that stuff to be a pro one day. And, you know, I feel like he can take me there. So I'm working out with him literally every single day, um, working out with him, lifting, doing all this stuff. And, you know, I didn't like, while you're working out, you don't realize you're getting better until you go up against other people. So after I trained with him, I'm with him all summer. Like we trained every single day for the entire summer. Cause I, I genuinely didn't have anything else to do. 
And my dad was like, yeah, you need to go there every single day. And I was, that was literally, I woke up, worked out, worked out some more, worked out some more. And then I went to sleep. So I come back home, I'm back to Jersey and we have like an open gym and I'm, I'm, I'm doing stuff that I, you know, I never in life thought that I could do. And like, it looks good. Like it's not like forced or anything. So I'm like, wow, like he really changed my game in like two months. And I'm like, you know what? Like I'm sticking with this guy. Like that's, <laughs> I'm sticking with this guy for the rest of my life. Like he, he changed, like my game did a complete 360 and two the two to three months that I was there that, you know, I wasn't at school. And even when I got back with these, like, what were you doing? Like, where were you? And I'm like, <laughs> I was in the gym. Like I was mm. just working out. So I was like, it was crazy. What were, what are some of the things that you said, wow, I, I couldn't do that before. Um, just like, um, finishing, like I was finishing around the rim. Like I was finishing everything around the room. Um, uh, my floater, it got higher and it was better. Um, even my jump shot, my jump shot during the summer, when we got back to school around like August, maybe my jump shot from then, it didn't translate the way that I wanted it to last year into the game, but my three point shot last last summer was like i've never seen i i didn't i haven't made that many shots since like ymca when i was playing like on an eight foot rim <laughs> so <laughs> my 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 jump shot had gotten so much better and i was just like wow like this man like <laughs> he really worked a miracle on me because i'm like i never in a million years thought that i would be doing the stuff that i was doing isn't that funny? Uh, if if your parents had listened to you, not that you wouldn't be right. as successful, <laughs> you'd be back in Delaware with the friends having a good time, but your game might not have elevated to the level it's at yeah. now. It's funny, you know, they say it and people roll their eyes and understandably so, well, you know, when one door closes, another opens and all that sort of stuff. But it's true. If you take the right approach, things can happen. This is the last one. How high is up for Seton Hall? You're You've won two in a row. You're about to play your second Big East game. As you said, the team's turned the corner. Practice has been great. People understand the system and their roles, et cetera, et cetera. So where can the Hall go this year in the Big East and beyond? I The sky is really the limit for this team. You know, I we all have the same goal, and that's to make it to the NCAA tournament. And I, I firmly believe that we'll get there um, this year. Um, and I'm really excited for the remainder of the season. You know, like I said, we made big strides, a lot of turns in this season, and, you know, I'm ready. And I, I'm ready for March right now, but I know we have more time. We have a whole season to get through, so I'm going I'm to, you know, contain my excitement. Well, understandably so. You take it one game at a time, as they say. Uh, Lauren, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it was enlightening for me. It was a delight to spend this time with you to find out a little bit more about you and, and the path that you're on and continued success with Seton Hall. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And that will do it for this edition of Pirates Talk. Thanks to Lauren Park Lane for her time. Wherever her road leads, you know she'll be successful. Pirates Talk is available wherever you subscribe to podcasts. I invite you to rate the show, leave a comment, I'd love to hear from you. 
Thanks, as always, to Pat Christensen, the sound engineer of the program and the writer and performer of the Pirates Talk theme. And thanks to you, as always, for your company. It's very much appreciated. I'm Matt Lachlan. Until next time, be safe, be well, Happy New Year, everyone, and let's go Pirates! <laughs>